Hustle no sleep. Posse trying to eat. Making ends meet. Told him talk is cheap. Hustle no sleep. Posse trying to eat. Making ends meet. Told him talk is cheap. Hustle no sleep. Is you with it? Posse trying to eat. Is you with it? Making ends meet. Is you with it? Told him talk is cheap. Get out your feelings. You and your feelings. Yeah, I get out your feelings. You and your feelings. Yeah, I get out your feelings. You and your feelings. Yeah, I get out your feelings. What's going on, people? Uncle Hotep back at it again. Episode 26 of. Uncle Hotep's podcast. Good evening. I'm here on the opening night of NFL season. My Denver Broncos are playing the Carolina Panthers. And Panthers are up 7 nothing. Just got a pick of Trevor. <laughs> so it ain't looking good. I, I didn't think they were going to win tonight, but anyway... Uh, I'll get back to football a little bit later in the podcast. Um, I want to start out what they're going to milk this story dry, and I'm a, I'm a, I might as well get underneath the cow's udders and and milk it some more. <laughs> uh, they're still riding Colin X, Colin X, Colin Kaepernick, Colin 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 X, and the. Standing, sit down, kneeling for the national anthem is still going strong. And I will like to mention tonight the for the opening game tonight that uh, I think Brandon Marshall for the uh, Denver Broncos. I think he went to actually school with Colin Kaepernick. He took a knee a knee uh, during their uh, their national anthem to start this game and. I think Andrea Day sung the national anthem, uh, so I think you're going to see a plethora of uh, a plethora of black artists, music artists, singing the national anthem this year. <laughs> oh my gosh! This, the NFL knows how to troll, but um, this is this is becoming the the sit down, kneel national anthem industry. Talk up, let's talk about it, industry. Um, had Shaq, Ray Lewis, um, Shannon Sharp, all talking about this sit down, stand up, kneel for the national anthem. Um, if you don't side with Colin Kaepernick, you're a coon. Um, Shaq said he wouldn't have done it that way. Ray Lewis and his preacher form you know he gets he gets he gets he gets he gets the preacher going he said uh oh i got i got uh people in my family that are 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 in the industry i mean in the uh that are in the actual military and they said goodbye to him and said they they might never see him again and he he just wishes colin would have did it a different way um it's it's just ad nauseum. Um, 
a lot of people were bringing up. Uh, I think uh, Shannon Sharp was bringing up. Uh, he's uh, he brought up a fact about I could I, I don't know if he was talking about people in his family about people fighting in World War Two blacks that fought in World War Two, um, fighting for a country that um, when they came back home it was still racial, uh, it was still segregated. They were fighting for rights and privileges that they weren't receiving back home. Now, I mean, you can take that as face value. Um, I'll I'll go a further length and say they weren't fighting for fucking freedom or privileges or whatever you want to call it. That's fucking propaganda. You're fighting for... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're fighting... The, the, the people in, uh, that had fought in World War II were fighting for a different reason. Um, uh, other than the, what the... The governments uh, said. I mean, it's it's this plain and simple. It's it goes a little deeper than all. But all wars are bankers' wars. I mean, you can you can take that from whatever you want to take out of it. But uh, you weren't necessarily fighting for freedom. And when people say stuff like that, like, "Well, my ancestors fought. The blacks fought, and, and when they came back, they didn't have any rights." Nobody's told them to fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know some blacks joined the military just to get a job and, 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 and things of that nature. But that's that's a different story. Everybody should know that uh, we view uh, like that patriotism in the country differently. I don't know why people are trying to force it down like people's throats, man. I mean... It's getting ridiculous with this stuff. Um, I don't think you're going to put a, your head in the sand and erase racism. Like, in my eyes, I, I don't really care about racism, man. Like, if the white man doesn't like me or doesn't want to talk to me because of my skin or doesn't want to hire me because of my skin, that's his loss, not mine. You know, you see what I'm saying? I'm not going to use it as a, a, a crux or, or an excuse to why I can't achieve things in my life. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I still got to get it done. You know what I mean? I still have to succeed in life, whether it's with the white man helping me or, or not the white man helping me. It's, working for the, it's, it's whether working for a white man or not working for the white man. You know what I'm saying? So it's... Whether if there's racism or not, that's not, hey, that's not, I don't really care about any of that. You know what I mean? And I think blacks are fixated on on racism and solving the racism problem or something like that. Like, dog, I, I, I don't really care, to be honest. It's, 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 it's too much, man. It, 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 it it's too much. It's the season started. The NFL is using this story for fucking a cover for a story. Um, it's like this is good for business. Now, Kaepernick's jersey is selling number one on on his team, and I think he's top five in. He's top five in in the league league wide. They're making their shekels, man. They don't really care about this, man. Goodell would rather have 
you're talking about some Negroes kneeling for the uh, national anthem, then concussions, then he'd rather have you talking about that than players having their brains scrambled for the rest of their life for for the playing some game. You know what I mean? That's the well that, that they are well compensated for. Like I said, man, I don't I don't care if like I don't care about Kaepernick sitting down or kneeling. Every if listen, if every player in the NFL kneeled before the game, what's that to stop? Them cops from busting a cap and some uh, some kid's ass out in the street. You see what I'm saying? It's 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 a non-starter, man. So I I I just wanted to touch on that again. Like it, it was, it, it's getting tiring with the um with all these everybody asking everybody. I thought this story would be over, so it, and it's not going to be over because tomorrow, I mean Sunday. San Francisco, they're going to be all eyes on Kaepernick again. You should have seen it tonight. They went through the, they scrolled, panned the whole sidelines of both the Carolina players. All the Carolina players had their goddamn heart on their chest. Damn near. It was crazy. Everybody in Carolina had their heart on their chest all crazy. Then they they scanned the Bronco sideline. Then they caught somebody with kneeling. Then they they held it on him for a minute. It was t- <laughs> it was crazy. Uh-uh-uh. But that goes. I wanted to bring up a, a larger point that um, that shows about these people like the Akatas, the Shines are mad about um, how the reaction is. To the NFL players that are actually taking a kneel down and stuff like that, and saying, "Oh, you love us. They only love us when we're after doing playing football or stuff like that, and not it, it. It's just go out there perform and and don't say nothing. But if you do something or say something or stand for something, then they don't love y'all, love us, so to speak." What is the preoccupation of being loved? This has got to be some fucking deep down slavery shit, man. <laughs> like, why do y'all care if if the white man, a white white per, white the white man? When I say white man, I'm saying people in general. I'm not talking about anybody in particular. Why do y'all the Negro care that the white man love him or not? That's my big thing. Like, this is the pecu- most peculiar race of all time. It's preoccupied with. The former uh, slave master loving them. Um, there was uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but uh, if I did, forgive me. Um, Farrakhan was in a uh, in, a, in a church. In a, if you if you Google, uh, I mean YouTube, uh, Farrakhan speeches. Uh, he he does quite a lot of stuff in in churches, and he is well versed in the Bible. Um, one of the uh, he, when he was in the church and he was saying he was one of the speeches he was giving to the to the to the uh, church congregation was Pharaoh has let you go, but you will not let Pharaoh go. Meaning that Pharaoh was the former slave owner, and 
the slave owner had released the slaves, but the slaves had still not released Pharaoh. And, and this is, I think, is in the majority of, well, I don't know about majority, well, maybe the majority, uh, black Americans, um, a lot of them. And, and for the life of me, I can't understand why. But hey, I'm just telling it like it is. I hope for a thousand years from now, the shit be different. But uh, um, if somebody listens to this a thousand years from now, man, hey, I was just as confused as you are right now. <laughs> Let me get to Obama. Obama, the first black president, and they were, Essence did a Photoshop of a photo, uh, a photo op of him and uh, Michelle, and it, they were pit, they were they were like looking at each other face to face. Everybody was looking at Michelle's ass. I think she had a hit implants. Man, I don't know, man. One of them was either them squats is working or she must have had butt implants or something. She, I think Michelle Obama went to Doctor Miami because <laughs> that thing was looking right. <laughs> Everybody in timeline was like, oh, Michelle got a fatty dog. No disrespect. Da, 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 da. I'm like, shh. Can't even, can't even give the first lady a pass, man. That's how Negro's so greedy. But now, I ain't gonna lie, man. The thing. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think she got butt pads or something. I don't know what's going on. But anyway. The uh, president of the Philippines... You know, Obama was, I mean, he's trying to, uh, they're trying to um, straighten out the Philippines. The president of the Philippines, they're they making death squads of anybody selling drugs out in the Philippines, you can get shot on the spot. Yo, you sell, you sell work in the Philippines, they got death squads that will come and just shoot you on sight, yo. Like, seriously. And uh, President Obama was going down to meet the Filipino president, excuse me, I, don't, I ain't gonna say his name, I ain't gonna butcher the president's name, the Filipino president's name, um, he called Obama a son of a whore, <laughs> you know, the American media, some of the American media would, went with son of a bitch, and a lot of the media, some of the media went with son of a whore, which was the actual Filipino translation, I know that for a fact because one even one of my followers uh, gave me gave me the scoop on that. And I don't. This is a lot of people are saying he gets disrespected because he's black, and I don't know that for a fact. That might be part of it. I'm sure, but there's other blacks, leaders of other countries that I don't think I don't know if they get disrespected like this. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe so. Um, I'm just here in America. So I lived here all my life. So I don't know. I mean, majority of my life. Uh, other than the time I was in the military. So I, I don't know. But. The levels of disrespect I've seen from. From that. I'm like. He's got to be the most disrespected president of all time. And. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. It's all because of his race. 
I think some of it is his character, who he is, him being a leftist, <laughs> him not standing up for anything. I think some of that comes into play why he gets disrespected like that. He's really a flunky for, for the elites. And I think uh, some of them, other leaders are like, man, fuck this motherfucker, man. Fuck this. Of course, then they'll throw the monkeys and all this other shit into it. Not shake his hand. I've seen people not shake the man's hand. All this crazy stuff. But I think that might be some. I don't think they respect Obama as a man. Like, if you call somebody a son of a whore, you don't respect him as a man. That don't got nothing to do with race. You don't respect him as a man. You call him a coward. Now everybody's saying that, that he apologized, and I think they eventually did meet. But how can you meet him? And I, I'm like, oh, I want the fade. I might smack him. I want a nigga moment from Obama. And then all these people are saying, I, I, I'm like, people are making excuses, man. Trying to, anything Obama does, man, that people will say, they'll give an excuse for it, man. It, it's, it, it's tiring, man. And I, I can't wait for him to go. I, I really, I really, really can't. I, I mean, good luck to you, Barry. I mean, I know you're going to make tons of Skrilla once you're done with the presidency, but man, come on, man. Somebody call you a son of a whore, man. You're supposed to bring, bring the thing out. You're supposed to ask for the fade, turn the location on, smack him on sight. You know what I'm saying? He went down Cuba and, and uh, had Castro hold your hand and you held it all limp-wristed. Then you want to stare down Putin because you're taller than Putin. You want to stare down, look at him, look all mean. You're trying to mean mug Putin. Knowing damn well he know judo and all that other crazy shit. He former KGB. He will cut your ass up real quick. Like he's elite and elitist, man. You know? And I think that's where he doesn't get the respect. I, I don't think it's all the time. It's because, because of its race. And you know how the American Negro, the shine, the Akata, they always got to put it on race about everything um i don't think it's about his race or why he doesn't get respect i think uh he just doesn't get respected as a man and that's that's a goddamn shame it really really is uh, let me move on to cal uh i think it's cal state i think it's cal state los angeles i think um, there's some college in California that's offering themed um, housing. And when I say themed housing, I am saying racially themed housing. Um, yeah, Huffington Post and some other media outlets said that they're offering segregated housing. Uh, but they seem to have backtracked it after they were catching some heat from it. Um, it's... I guess it's open for anybody, but they can have the themed housing where minorities can go there and learn without the face of racism or live there without the face of racism. 
you know, I posted this. Somebody actually, I made a video on that. You guys can check my YouTube channel. Um, it's on. If you go to my Twitter page, uh, Handy Mayhem, there's a link to my twi my YouTube channel. Uh, I made a video about that. Um, but I posted it, the video in the, in my in the Facebook forum. I the black conversation. I, I talk about this frequently on this podcast. Um, and people were in agreement with it. The black some some people were in agreement with it. Um, and I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Like, I don't like you go to school to learn, man, and all this other stuff about safe spaces and discrimination that's part of learning you know what i mean facing uh, learning how to interact with other people even if that person doesn't like you for the color of your skin that's a part of learning that's a part of life that should be part of your college experience yeah like i'm saying you shouldn't be threats of physical violence but when people don't not liking you or don't want to talk to you or something like that that's come on man it's it's ridiculous. I don't know how you can uh, ask for segregation at college. Then you go to the cities around the country and they will complain and say, well, Chicago is the most segregated city in America and that's why there's problems in Chicago with violence. Like, how can you say that? How on one hand, you want segregation for your education but you don't want segregation for your 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 neighborhoods. Like, how can you have that? That's that should be like you can't ask for this one thing, and then they do the exact other thing in your neighborhoods, and all of a sudden it's a problem. How? Everybody, these Negroes will say segregation is a problem with. Causing black on black crime. They'll say segregation is a problem with students' education because it'll be white flight. They, 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 they'll be mad at white flight. They, they, they want segregation in the, in the dorms, but they're mad of white flight in the neighborhoods because white folks don't want to live next to no Negroes. Negroes cut up, throw trash in the street. White folks take off. They're like, man, I'm not living living near these Negroes. And now y'all mad. But in the college dorm, you don't want to live near them. You see what I'm saying? That's It's ridiculous. That's... I can't make high nor hair of the American Negro, man. I can't. I can't make it... I can't understand... How y'all want that? It should be impossible to ask for segregation in the dorm rooms, then be mad at segregation in your schools, in your neighborhoods, and so on and so forth. And it what, what bothers me is that Black America is thinking that it, this is worse than. Coming out in the in the sixties and shit like that, like come the fuck on, man. These people acting like it's it's the worst of all time. Like it's rougher than the people fresh out of slavery. Like it's rougher than the people in the civil rights era. And like it's rough out here for black folks. 
I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I got it. It's not even as rough as goddamn when I was in high school in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a coach that didn't, um, he didn't help anybody get uh, scholarships for football. When I graduated, he didn't help anybody. He'd help the white folks, white kids, but he wouldn't help no Negroes. No Negro is, 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 uh, that played for under him ever got any help. You know, like nowadays, like, well, it was back then, but it wasn't this coach. Coach would call up and call up other uh, schools and say, hey, I want you to, can you look at this guy? Can you, can he, maybe you can give him a look so he can go to college and get, get a look. Like his thing was, he didn't want people to go 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 to college for athletics or something or something. I don't know what the fuck. He was just fucking a dick, racist, whatever. We even had a guy, a black guy. He was, uh, I don't know if I told the story before. He went to, uh, he was a track star. He was big guy, six five receiver couldn't play a lick but he was kind of fast you know what i mean so you look on the tape man you know a division one school would take a flyer on him. this coach wouldn't even our coach that he played for wouldn't even help him this guy had to go to our rival school's coach and ask him can you help him talk to uh, stanford so he might get a scholarship he ended up getting a scholarship never played a goddamn lick he wasn't no good. I could tell he wouldn't. He couldn't play for fucking. <laughs> for they lit his ass up. He wasn't that great. But I mean, that just shows you. I mean, that's and and today I don't. Maybe you might have find the schools. You probably that might happen from time to time around here. But man, come on, man. Around and and th- in this day and age, but I don't think it happens as much as even back in the nineties. And these people, these black millennials, swear. They fresh out of slavery, and racism is the most hardest thing they'll face in their life. <laughs> I don't get it, man. It's sad. <laughs> I keep saying, I don't know if this podcast, the theme is going to be it's sad, but man, it is sad. It is a sad, well, sad one, I guess. Um, yeah, let me go to the next topic, which is actually is a sad topic, so maybe this is a sad podcast. Um... Rest in peace to Darren Seals. Uh, uh, you guys don't you don't know guys and girls, uh, guys and girls, men and women that are listening to this. Uh, I want to be massaging this. Um, Darren um, was found shot and killed in Louisiana, East St. Louis. No, St. Louis. Um, he was shot and burned in his car. They, so it was pretty much an execution. Uh Seals was uh when Mike Brown got killed, he was one of the uh people in the streets that's actually from St. Louis that were leading the protests. Like he was uh with Mike Brown's father and whatnot, and he was one of the people that was leading all the protests down there. Um and he was one of the people that uh was really against Black Lives Matter. Um he really exposed them, and this is what people started to pick up steam about people. Like, were like started questioning Black Lives Matter because 
Um, he had actually had an interview and I listened to it today and they, a lot of, when, for, when that first jumped off, a lot of people went down to Ferguson to make money through donations and, or whatever. A lot of people went down there to make money and that's sad. And, and they, they made money off Mike Brown's dead body. Um, and and he was one of the people that didn't he didn't get a dime from any of that. He just did it off the strength, off the strength of solidarity. He said in the in the in, the, in his interview that he he never seen the solidarity out of St. Louis come together. The the people in St. Louis come together like they did when uh, Mike Brown died. And He's gone. Uh, he told a story on on uh, an interview about because uh, he he slapped DeRay. I'm gonna get into this story. Uh, I guess they were all around, and you know, I mean, DeRay came down there and again exploited the people of St. Louis, and they were everybody was telling. Mike Brown's pop that uh, yo man this guy is coming down here he ain't from uh, St. Louis and he's making money He like them guys went down there and all they did was tweet that's what Darren said in the, in the interview all, like D-Ray and them they went down St. Louis and all they did was tweet didn't help nobody just out there tweeting and they were telling Mike Brown's dad that and then uh Mike Brown's dad was like, man, I can't do nothing to him. The eyes are all on me, man. So uh, Mr. Seals went up to uh, D-Ray, was like, yo, man, are you making, what, what's going on with you guys, man? Are you making money off uh, of this? People were saying you're making money. And he said, when he asked him that, D-Ray smiled in his face. <laughs> and Seals smacked the shit out of <laughs> him. I wish that shit was on tape, man. I wish it was on tape. Oh my god! If I would have seen D. Ray get get smacked on camera, man, I'd have lost it. I would play that shit every goddamn day, man. And it's because he was really Darren was really against Black Lives Matter, and I feel. The, I, I don't know, the word on the street, well, on the internet is, you know what I mean, people are saying he was against Black Lives Matter and they had him killed, Soros had the shooters, Soros got shooters on deck and everything like that. Um, I don't know, man, I'm running with it because I don't like Black Lives Matter, so I'm, I'm running with that theory, um, but I think if you, uh, he had some enemy. You make some enemies. I think he. I don't know if he was still in the streets or what, or whatnot or whatever. But I mean, I can't even say all that. Uh, but there was there was allegedly the cops pulled guns on him and his brother and uh, told him, "Man, you watch what enemies you make and stuff like that. You gotta be careful out here, man. All this protest stuff and and things of that nature, man. You gotta be careful, man." You, 
you and your life is the most precious thing, man. Not the, not these protests and this other garbage. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can't. You got to be careful making enemies out here. And uh, there was an interview about some. Uh, there was an actual witness because you know this is how I know it was. Uh, this was a professional hit. Well, I don't know how professional, professional it was, but this was a, a hit. This wasn't just some uh, random killing because where they burned the car, his Jeep, there's people out there when they did it. Like the guy said there was, there was the Jeep and there was two cars behind him. And he said he was looking at the Jeep and the Jeep was jerking. And he was like, oh, that person can't drive stick well, right? <laughs> then he thought somebody had stole the Jeep. And he was like, why are they stealing the Jeep and they can't even ride stick? I don't know. I don't know why he thought it was, I mean, I guess it's St. Louis. So I don't know if that's why he thought it was, it was stolen or whatever like that. But, uh, so the, the guy, they parked the Jeep and the guy gets out and he has, Guy said he had sock, white socks on his hands. So I guess he didn't want any fingerprints or anything like that. And then uh, he jumps out and gets in the, one of the cars. And they pull off. And another car, the guy in the other car, had got out. And the guy said he was distracted for one moment. And he looked away. And he looked back. And the, guy, the other guy ran back to the other car. And next thing you knew, the fucking Jeep was in flames. So they killed Darren at a, one, another, a different location than where his body was in, in the burnt Jeep. So they had the shooters, they killed him, they rode his car. So either they jacked him, but then, you know what I'm saying? They had, this was a planned hit. This was a planned hit in... I don't know if they stole money from him or, or what or what have you. They obviously didn't want the truck, so it wasn't a carjacking. So what did they do it for? Um, and there allegedly there's uh, there's a series of similar killings in St. Louis. So maybe Soros has the shooters. I don't know, man. It, it's it, it's it, it's looking kind of fishy. It really, really is. I I don't know what to say. Um, like I said, I'm sticking with the Black Lives Matter kill because even if they didn't pull the trigger, they pulled the trigger. Um, the rest in peace to him. He was really uh, family oriented. He really hated that uh, that Black Lives Matter came down to uh, Louis uh, St. Louis and exploited Mike Brown's death and made money off that. He uh, he wasn't really with all that. And that Black Lives Matter exploited is is one of the, re one of the reasons I, I really don't like them. Um, that's one of the big reasons. Uh, let me get on to football. We go on a lighter note. This has been a sad podcast. Um, football season started. Like I said, everybody's still worried about 
whether whoever's sitting down or standing up or whatever. Um, I'm watching the Broncos. It's 14-7 Carolina. Um, they're showing commercial Broncos getting their rings. Peyton's out there. You know, he retired, but he got he, he back to get his ring. <laughs> I, I'm sure Peyton's going to try to win a... Uh, he's going to try to buy a, a franchise one of these years. So he's going to stick around with the game. Uh, I'll be, I wouldn't be surprised I see him a few more times around the game this year. Um, but let me get into the, my Broncos. Um, they, LA made a mistake, man. I, I, I can't, I can't get into this enough, man. Trevor is, you know, Sanchez didn't make the cut. He's, he was trashed. They cut him. He's playing with Dallas now, but. He gave the rings, the reins to Trevor, the QB, the team, and this guy already threw a goddamn pick. They're not going to repeat. Uh, I know that for a fact. <laughs> I, I was wishing they went for Sam Bradford, uh, but it didn't happen, man. He was tight with his draft picks. I, he should have took a chance because I think this defense was probably may be good enough to get back there, but we'll see. They're 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 looking kinda shaky right now, but um Carolina's a good team. Um but we'll see. Um we'll see if Paxton Lynch ends up playing before the year is out. That that has a strong possibility. Um we'll see. But I don't expect the Bronco I think I think they should make the playoffs. Um I, but as far as them repeating or getting to the AFC Championship game, that's that's a long road to haul with a, a, a QB that's not a veteran or anything like that. So, we'll see. Uh, as far as the Eagles, they traded uh, Bradford to Minnesota. <laughs> I'm hoping Minnesota gets the AFC Champion game at least. Uh, they traded Bradford to Minnesota. I'm not saying it's a tank, but it's almost a semi-tank. But if these, if they think that Brad, uh, that Carson Wentz is just as good as Sam Bradford, which I do not agree with, um, then they should be able to uh, compete for at least for the division. I, I had them winning like ten games, um, but we don't know. Now, Carson Wentz is starting. They play Cleveland Sunday. We'll see. I I don't know. I, I think Carson may be okay, but I think he's a better athlete than quarterback. Um, I think he might be an okay passer. He, he looked... He, when, the, when, the, when the passes were wide open, the receivers were wide open, it was a good run, uh, executed play. He was putting the ball there, but when it seemed like it was kind of tight, he he, he kind of uh, got funny with the passes. I don't think he's a somebody I heard listen to radio. They they compared him to McNabb, and that's probably a good comparison. I think he's a McNabb was a big guy, good athlete, and I think uh, Wentz is a big guy and a good athlete. But I just don't think uh, I don't think he's the uh, quarterback. I don't. I think it, uh, Sam is probably a lot accurate, more pa- accurate passer. But they they'll be in love with the 
his arm and arm strength and all that junk. Uh, it's funny to see the Eagles fans. They're 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 desperate for a title. You know, I'm fresh off a Super Bowl win with the Broncos, so I'm not really concerned. But I mean, the Eagles fans are dying to see a super win a Super Bowl victory. A lot of these cats is going to die without seeing one. We'll see. Um, it's not definitely not going to be this year. You know, I think they had a chance to do make some noise. You never know if you get in the playoffs. We'll never know what happens because they got a decent defense. And, uh, you know what I mean? Fletcher Cox is a Hall of Fame caliber, uh, Hall of Fame caliber defensive tackle. And if you have a Hall of Fame caliber players on defense, you've got a chance. I, I, I th- I'm, I'm the firm believer in defense wins championships. Um, if you have a great defense, a top 10 defense, you have a chance to win in this league. And as simple as that. Um, as far as the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys might make some noise. I think, I don't know, man. I think Dak Prescott might look really good and he's in a great situation. This is the thing, the difference between Carson and Dak. Dak is in a great situation with a strong offensive line and a, uh, and a Hall of Fame caliber receiver. And Wentz doesn't have that. So a rookie, it makes it that much more easier when you got a, a, a good veteran team around a rookie. If you're going to start a rookie quarterback, you need to start him around a, 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 a young, I mean, a strong team. Like a strong defense and a decent offensive line. You don't want to get him out there getting killed. You want that defense to be able to hold. If he makes a mistake, to be able to be able to get some picks and, and keep them in the ball game. Just like uh, Flacco, just like with Russell Wilson. That's how you start a rookie quarterback. And that's why the Eagles make a mistake and the Cowboys might have lucked up. They really, really, really might have lucked up if, because now they got a decent running game. They got a, that's what they were missing last year. The Cowboys were missing a running back, and since they traded Murray, well, they didn't sign Murray. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, it should be the real deal. He should get some run, and uh, if Dak was looking pretty nice in the preseason, he's mobile. He can make all the throws. He was looking kind of nice. So if they lucked up and got a good quarterback, man, Romo might not ever see the field again. Romo days might be numbered. As you know, he's hurt with the... Uh, I think he hurt his back. He hurt his back against. So I don't know what was exactly wrong. But uh, I think the Vikings might do all right. Depends how quick Sam gets... I was pulling for Sam, man. I was pulling for Sam. He he, he was out there with Fisher's dumbass. And, you know, Fisher, he's, he had McNair. And he's not a, a builder of quarterbacks, man. He don't know what he's doing. As far as the quarterbacks, you got to be able to build a quarterback. And he, and he had a different offensive coordinator every year. He was in the league. And... It just didn't work. Now, he, he thought he had some consistency with the Eagles. They traded him. Now he's with, he's got a decent receiver course. He got AP, Adrian Peterson. They got a good defense. He's a better quarterback than Bridgewater. 
And they went to the playoffs last year with Bridgewater. So I expect the I expect the Bradford, I mean, I expect the Minnesota to go to the playoffs. I don't know how far, but we'll see. It depends on what AP can do, but if AP still got some something left in the tank, they might go far. They might go really far. Um that's it, people. Um this is this has been a sad podcast. This is some sad stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff went down, man. Uh, that Trump, Hillary stuff, man. The debate, the election's coming soon. I can't wait to get it over with, man. It's it's starting to get hectic. The debates is right around the corner. Tired of coughing, Hillary. Tired of all the yin yang. Just get. I just wish we could vote today, and just get it over with. But we'll see, man. People, I'm just. People are just tired of this rhetoric, man. It's crazy. But anyway, I'm out of here, man. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Handy Mayhem. Check my YouTube out. Check uh, Hotep Nation. Um, that's right. Next week, 9-13. Hotep Day. Be there or be square on the Twitter timeline. It shall be going down on 9-13. Everything Hotep. We're talking Hotep all day long, 9-13. Um... But yeah, check up hotepnation.com. Uh, uh, check out everybody on your Hotep, um, on your timelines. Give us a shout out and retweets on 913. It would be greatly appreciated. All right, so uh, I'll see y'all on uh, 913 on the timelines, and I'll hit you guys up, up next week with another podcast. Peace out.